trucks roll by Shut the light, I'm trying to close my eyes Sleep it don't come soon to this highway motel room Got better things to do than miss you Passing through, I got lots of time to kill Yes, it's true, I think about you still this doesn't mean that I'm feeling sad and blue Got better things to do than this you Well, people come and people go Some look a bit like you Sometimes I think I hear your voice Across the crowded room I don't shed another tear Well, maybe one or two Got better things to do than this you That's Whiskey Jack with Better Things To Do Than Miss You, a Cindy Church and Chris Whiteley song from their new album, Rhymes and Good Times with Stomp and Tom. Now, Whiskey Jack had been making music together for over 40 years. In the 1980s, they were featured weekly on the old back porch of the CBC's Tommy Hunter show. And in 1993, they joined Stomp and Tom to make the album, Dr. Stomp and Tom, eh? The title referred to Tom being awarded an honorary doctorate from St. Thomas University in Fredericton. They then became Tom's tour band and continued to perform with him until his death in 2013. Since then, they have developed and toured Stories and Songs of Stomp and Tom, a show dedicated to Stomp and Tom's songs and legacy. We're pleased to welcome Whiskey Jack band leader and banjo player Duncan Fremlin to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today, Duncan. Well, thank you, Jen. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, I have to say, having had a chance to read your wonderful book, an absolutely fabulous book about life on the road with Stump and Tom, it's entitled My Good Times, and had a chance to listen to this wonderful new CD, which I really do think stands on its own. Rhyming and Good Times with Stump and Tom is truly fabulous. I kind of feel like I already know the band. You know, having checked videos out online, it's like one thing's really clear is how much you love to make music and how much you love to tell some of the stories about Tom. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. If there was ever, if there was ever a project that was handed to me serendipitously, 
five or six years ago, this was the project, and it just kind of happened. It wasn't part of my plan or anything. I just, after talking, he used to invite us up to the house to play the birthday parties and the barbecues and whatnot. And after he died, I realized, well, we're not going to get those invitations anymore. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to host my own birthday party downtown Toronto. I'll invite some of the alumni, the old bandmates that he's played with over the years. And and word got out. Next thing you know, February 2014, we had our first annual Stomp and Dump birthday celebration at a CD bar in downtown Toronto. How appropriate is that? And a CD bar means it has a dance floor and a pool table. And the draft wasn't particularly cheap on that night, but, you know, that's not the point. Uh, we had special guests, uh, Seamus O'Regan, the, gov- the, uh, uh, the Right Honourable. We had uh, Sean Cullen. We had Kim Stockwood. We had Melanie Doan. The guests were just over the top, sold it out in no time at all. Next thing you know, I'm getting invitations from Stratford Summer Music Festival and other theatres across the, the province to put on the show and here we are five or six years later, and I'm, I'm talking to you two CDs later, you know, tons of videos, amazing shows. We've just been touring for five years, playing the best theaters in, in the country. We're still on tour, and it's getting bigger and better. I don't know. It just happened. There you are. Now, Whiskey Jack goes back, I think, to 1977. That's when you started things off. And I think, Tom, didn't he become a fan of Whiskey Jack seeing you playing on the Tommy Hunter show? Well, our first intro to to Stomp and Tom was in 1981. We released our second album. It was called One One More Time. And in those days, the only company that was giving our kind of music, which was kind of bluegrass music, any attention was Boot Records. And Tom owned Boot Records. So he, his right-hand man, his name is Yuri Krejcik, he approached us after we recorded One More Time and offered us national distribution, which we happily took that was my first introduction to tom i didn't know him personally at that time but it wasn't until nine years later i get a call from my good friend tinty moffett and she she lives in nashville now but she was she was ann murray's uh, one of ann murray's management team at the time they were looking for someone to be with tom for the 1990 comeback tour and and i had some qualifications i'd been on the road before and so they asked me to do it and I've basically been Tom's pal and, and musical buddy ever since. And I think that 1992, you weren't being brought on the tour as a banjo player. You were no. there to be road manager. Correct. I was uh, managing the, the sort of the whole operation, which was, you know, this was a huge deal because Tom had been away from the business for 13 years. Uh, Peter Zosky from Morningside had approached him. Uh, the, the country at large was, you know, things were kind of up in the air. We had gone through Meech Lake and free trade. And Tom, of course, was totally against free trade because of the cozying up to the Americans. And uh, so his his coming back was very newsworthy. And we had, I mean, my job was to keep the newspapers out of the dressing room because he didn't want to talk to them. You know, he was, uh, you know, his attitude toward uh, reporters and the industry at large was not particularly friendly. So he was coming back to uh, to tell the people his view on this. On stage, he he would often refer to, I mean, he had no, absolutely no regard for Prime Minister Mulroney whatsoever. I mean, he, the way he talked about Mulroney on the stage was uh, was quite uh, severe. And uh, it was the free trade in the Meech Lake, which he was against. You know, he was the ultimate nationalist. And some of the songs he wrote during that time, uh, Believe in Your Country and and uh, um, Unity and uh, It's Canada Day Up, Canada Way. I mean, you know, th- these were... 
these were drunk with meaning and uh, and uh, so as 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 a result part of my job was to i i had two really important jobs i i figured one i had to protect the board to he come up with the board stomp on the board and then sometimes forget to take it back and people would storm the stage trying to get the board so my job was to keep the hordes away from the board so at the end, you know, halfway through the tour, I finally said, Tom, I have to keep the board. You're going to lose this thing. We ended up auctioning it off at the end of the tour for over $5,000. So it was rather a big deal, you know. And the other thing I had to do was keep the reporters away because he didn't have a whole lot of regard for the uh, for the, uh, the reporters and uh, certainly not radio DJs. He had no no uh, no time for them either. So, But that was my, you know, I really got to know Tom. We became great friends at that time. I recorded with them shortly after that on the banjo, and, and, and I would play with them on that tour. I wasn't on stage with them, but I was trying to manage everything. But we became good friends, and then 93 came along, and he, I was over visiting him one day playing chess, and he said, hey, you, you, is Whiskey Jag, do you think you'd come back on the road with me? And I said, I'll call the guys. And I said, but sure enough, that's what we did. So recorded a, an album in 93, Dr. Stomp and Tom A was the album. And that followed shortly thereafter with a cross-country tour with Graham Townsend as a special guest. And, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for a Canadian country music banjo player, I'll tell you. And then there's the wonderful visit to Parliament Hill for Canada Day. Oh, that was, that the was amazing. First, yeah, yeah, that was the very first show on the 93 tour. I get a call from the promoter saying, we weren't supposed to hit the road until August. And then he calls and says, are you guys available July 1st? And then we find out, it's gonna. Like, they've been after Tom for years to play that, you know, and he wouldn't play it. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think he told me one time they weren't offering him enough money or whatever. So 1993, fairly big deal in Canada because it, uh, it was the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. And so we did two songs. We did it's Canada Day Up, Canada Way. And then the second song was the, the hockey song. And in the middle of the hockey song, they uh, wheel out the Stanley Cup. They brought flew it in from Montreal wheeled it out he had no idea this was going to happen and it's on youtube you can see the look in his face he's just over the top with glee so it was uh, you know here we are in front of five hundred thousand flag waving canadians broadcast on the cbc they tell me three million people watched that show it was uh, pretty heady stuff jan pretty heady stuff well, you know, I, I love the story that you told in the book about the fact that the band really weren't quite sure where Tom was going to go with the song that day, and I think didn't he start with the second verse or something? Started with uh, started with it's Canada Day, and uh, he just start. You know, Tom would. It, it, it's not unlike many of those guys from the old school, like Mac Wiseman. We toured with him. Uh, uh, El Cherney, same thing. They would just start a song and hope that hope that everybody else was uh, going to jump on board. Tom was a little different in that he'd start the song, but you never knew exactly when he was going to be going from the verse to the chorus. And he would change chords kind of, you know, he'd get inspired, I guess. We just never knew. And, and if you look if you look closely at the video uh, on YouTube, you can kind of see the alarm on our face. And we're not quite sure where we are. He's not playing to us. Here we are. We got the drummer, the bass player, the guitar player. We're the rhythm, but we're playing to him. And uh, so we're, we're frantically trying to catch up. But it all works out. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out at the end of the day, you know. Well, you know, having had a chance to read your book first, and then I was watching the video, and you can really see in the faces. It's like, yeah. okay, where's he going with this now? But it's, yeah, it, it's it's a wonderful story, and I can see how uh, connected you came over the years, um, because you continued to tour with them after that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. 
it's almost like I can't think of a more perfect band to, to do this. What would happen to this song if I put together elite Canadian country players who really understood the genre, who loved the music, and give them the song, let them arrange the song, let them sing, you know, let them arrange the vocals, the harmonies, the whole thing, and what would happen? And that's really, I think, how this show has evolved, because I think when people come to see the show, they're seeing the evolution of the Stomp and Tom music, not Tom music the way he presented it, but perhaps Tom music the way it's going to be presented in the decades to come. Well, that's a perfect segue to go back to the album, because, you know, one of the things I do love about this recording is it really does stand on its own. The new album is entitled Rhymes and Good Times with Stomping Tom. We're going to play Tom's song, My Last Farewell. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Walking by the river at midnight Strolling in the falling rain I can hear the whippoorwill calling I can hear a far off train Here's what it's like to be lonely Here's what it's like to be blue But I can't help but remember My last farewell to you I see the riverboat sailing It's sailing Underneath down. the misty moon She's shining The rain-filled willows are weeping They're crying down, down where the roses bloom My heart cries out to the water Oh baby, will there be a new love true? But I'll never cease to remember My last farewell to you Whiskey Jack with My Last Farewell by Stompin' Tom. It's from the album Rhymes and Good Times with Stompin' Tom. Duncan Fremlin from Whiskey Jack is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're chatting about the new album, Duncan's new book, which is entitled My Good Times with Stompin' Tom, and there's tour stories and songs from Stompin' Tom. You know, when I look at this album, I mentioned before the break, the album really does stand on its own. And, you know, sometimes... I'll go to a tribute show and I'll pick up an album and it never really feels like you're getting something special. But this does because there are Stompin' Tom songs on here. There's four songs from the Dr. Stompin' Tom A album. But the songs that you sing as Whiskey Jack really sound like 
wonderful interpretations of Tom's music. Is that really what you want to try and get through when you present the show that, you know, this is, uh, you know, having lived with these songs you mentioned earlier, that this is our interpretation of the music we, you know, we played on for so many years? I can't really say it's it was planned. I think uh, uh, we've all chosen songs. So there's two, the two lead singers are myself and my guitar player, Douglas John Cameron. And when we sit down to learn a song, it, we ha either we own it ourselves. So like Douglas John sings uh, TTC Skedaddler. If you listen to Tom's version, it's not at all like Douglas's version. Douglas takes the song, personalizes, and really makes it his own. So we haven't really sat, we didn't really sit down and go, we're going to do this song, we're going to interpret it this way, we're going to modernize it. We just took the song, we liked the song, we started to perform the song, and it kind of just happened. Like the, the, the counterpoint harmony, for example, in my last farewell, uh, we had been playing that song for, I don't know, a couple of months. And, uh, and in our heads, we could hear a, a reply to the, it's in the middle, it's in the middle verse. We could hear a reply. And so we, we called in a good friend of ours who arranges a barbershop harmony, and he's just a, a genius with harmony. And he put together this really interesting counterpoint harmony to that song. And, and to me, besides the great clarinet break at the end, it really kind of brings it to the 21st century in a way that uh, we couldn't have done otherwise, you know, it's uh, so that it's, it, it, there was, like, no, we didn't plan it. It just kind of, we start singing it and we own it and that's how it comes out. You know, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because I love the way that your voice plays off with Douglas John Cameron, you know, your voice is really, you know, there's a, a very natural quality to them, but they play off each other really well. We're musical brothers. We've been playing together a long time. The voices kind of just uh, we just know the texture that we have to we have to sing in order to blend with the other voice and you know it just comes from singing together a lot over the last many years so so this album was recorded at Canterbury Sound in Toronto tell us a little bit about the recording of the album well Danny Greenspoon the great Juno award-winning producer uh, he came in and uh, sort of supervised this when you're dealing with uh, when you're working with professionals you know five-time Canadian national fiddle champion Randy Morrison. Eric Jackson on bass. Eric's been playing bass for his, you know, since he was a kid. And country music with Terry Sumption, Humber River Valley Boy. So, uh, uh, and, and Douglas John, of course, has been, you know, hit record back in the 80s, Mona with the, chil with the children. And, uh, you know, and you bring, and Al Cross, the amazing virtuoso on drums, when you bring all of those professionals into the studio to do the bed tracks, it's it's I can't say it was problem free, but it was smooth, and everybody knew, everybody had a job. They got to it, and it one of the most enjoyable studio experiences of my life. And being in the studio, Jeb, it's not always an, an enjoyable thing, but this was certainly uh, one of the better ones, and I think the product kind of reflects that. And you have some special guests on the album as well, don't you? Yeah, we brought in. Uh, there's a song that Douglas John wrote. It's a lament about the the Tom being away from the music business, or uh, about Tom dying. It's called Stories and Songs, and so we wanted a haunting kind of sound. We brought in the the great Burt Carroll on uh, steel guitar and added some texture on that. And we brought in um, Danny Danny Greenspoon plays some electric guitar. We kind of rock it up on TTC Skedaddler, and there's some slide guitar in there. And uh, John Sheard from Final Cafe, probably Canada's best piano player, 
play some wicked ragtime piano on Tilsonberg. People are going to hear Tilsonberg and go, my God, is that the same song? But it really comes alive, you know. It's really quite, uh, it's really quite exciting that way. But yeah, we, we, you know, we just uh, the clarinet player uh, Sean O'Connor, he's just an amazing horn player. Plays a great bass sax, alto sax, and clarinet. So he spent he spent a couple hours just working on the break for uh, for uh, my last farewell. And uh, boy, beautiful, just beautiful. Well, it's funny you mentioned Tilsenberg. I we won't be able to play that today. We actually have already played it on Folk Roots Radio, but your version is wonderful, and it really brings home, uh, you know, that feeling of, you know, working in the tobacco fields and how you'd prefer to try and avoid that area of Ontario altogether. When you think about what people have done, musicians have done with the old Woody Guthrie catalog, for example, if you hear if you hear his old, you know, the old versions with this scratchy needle on the 45 or the 78 or whatever very kind of not yeah simple basic you got the verse you got the chorus you got the melody but over the years you know you've had you know the band and uh, dylan and you know people interpret these songs and make it their own and modernize them i think you can look at this cd as kind of that you know apply that philosophy to the tom's music and that's sort of what we're doing and it's going to be very exciting in the decades to come to I probably won't be around to enjoy much of it, but uh, to hear what what musicians do with these amazing songs. Well, my impression is, and I think you you allude to that in the book and the other information that you've written about this show, is that, you know, Tom's legacy is being reappraised, you know, over time. I mean, his stands on, you know, sending his Junos back because he didn't think the way that, you know, musicians making music in Canada were being treated compared to, Canadians who had gone down to the States to make music. He didn't feel that there was enough emphasis on the, on the people that stayed home. I think people are really starting to reappraise his importance, aren't they, as a, a Canadian musician and songwriter? Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, maybe it's a sign of how it's going to play out over, the, again, the next few decades, but there's no question that he played an amazing role. He sacrificed 13 years of his prime musical career on principle how many musicians do you know would do that cat stevens but very few uh, you know wolf carter left the business for many years but not on principle i think he had health issues but very rare you've seen a musician of that caliber remove himself from his prime earning years on principle and uh, and and in a day in this day and age, principles you don't see too many public figures with principles, and uh, so when you look at Tom's career, it kind of stands out there. And then also, you know, we're in the middle of musical uh, renaissance where you've got uh, the shift of, you know, the the royalty money is not going to the songwriters as it once did. There, there, you know, the the distribution of this money is uh, being disproportionately heavy toward the publishers, and so now there's the, that sense of injustice that is playing out all over again, but for different reasons. And so, yeah, Tom kind of, he kind of thinks set the table for the rest of us and he's leading the way, continues to lead the way. Even after he's gone. That, that's a, a yeah. wonderful statement to make. I want to go back to the album and play another song. Uh, I was thought we should play your version of Around the Bay and Back Again. Tell us about recording this song. One of the reasons I love this song all the song, all the names of the of the towns in that song, we've played those towns. 
Meaford, uh, Hepworth, uh, Owen Sound, Perry Sound. It does the whole pretty, you know, Wasega beats all of them. You know, it's fantastic. And, uh, and it's kind of a, you know, we've been, we've been called bluegrass and whiskey jack in the early, early days. We were a four piece acoustic act. So we were, you know, we didn't play a lot of bluegrass music, but we played bluegrass style. And so this is kind of our salute to our past. And it features Randy Morrison, amazing Randy Morrison on fiddle. And I played a little banjo on this. And uh, uh, it's just a, uh, it's one of my favorite cuts on the CD. It's one of my favorites as well. And I'm so pleased to be able to play it while we talk today. This is Whiskey Jack with their version of Stompin' Tom's Around the Bay and Back Again from their wonderful new album, Rhymes and Good Times with Stompin' Tom. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Ferryman, ferryman, have you seen my Mary Ann? In my search for her I've been round the bay and back again. From Espanola to Manitoulin, across the channel I'm bound. I heard a story in Tobermory that my gal was annoying sound. I was right behind her, but I couldn't find her. To meet her, I'm away down to Collingwood. There I stood in the bottom of the Georgian Bay. Oh, ferryman, ferryman, have you seen my Mary Ann? In my search for her, I've been round the bay and back again. Sega to Penetanguishy, north to Perry Sound. There's 30,000 islands and lakes where she can be found. From Britain to Bay, she never made French River to Sudbury, they say. She took the ferry to Tobermory across the Georgian Bay. Oh, ferryman, ferryman, have you seen my Mary Ann? In my search for her, I've been round the bay and back again. Search for her, I've been round the bay and back again. Espanola to Manitoulin, across the channel I'm bound. Another story in Tobermory that my gal was in Hepworth town. I was right behind her, but I couldn't find her. I guess I'll have to stay without my lovely on Lonely Island in the middle of the Georgian Bay. search for her I've been round the bay and back again Ferryman, 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 ferryman That's Whiskey Jack with their version of Stompin' Tom's Around the Bay and Back Again from their new album. It's entitled Rhymes and Good Times with Stompin' Tom. Duncan Fremlin from Whiskey Jack is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We've been chatting about the new album, chatting about Duncan's memories of Stomping Tom. 
We're also talking about their wonderful show, Stories and Songs of Stompin' Tom. It tours across Canada. It seems to me, Duncan, pretty much all the time, don't you? You're always setting up new dates. Yeah, we, you know, we're we're all in our kind of the twilight of our careers, so we're not big on going out in the bus and hitting the road for three or four months at a time. We're doing a tour in the Maritimes where we're doing, you know, what five shows in five consecutive nights, and I guarantee you, Jen, I'm going to spend two or three days sleeping after that. Uh, it, it's it, it's, you know, the, we get called to do the show pretty much throughout the year. I don't tour in the winter anymore. I don't like driving in the snow anymore. But, you know, we tour basically spring to fall right through. And uh, and the shows are spread out. And, and every show, we pinch ourselves because, you know, we're playing to an audience that these, these this is a very friendly audience, Jen. I don't know if you know much about Stompin' Tom's fans or not, but I've been meeting these folks. Well, I'm from the north. I'm from a small town or a farming community outside Sault Ste. Marie. And I was raised on country music, a CGIC Don Don Ramsey show. So for me, I'm playing to my mom and dad. I'm playing to my aunts and uncles and my cousins. This is these are my people, Jen. So it's it can't get any better than this for a country music musician. That's for sure. Well, I think also specifically the fact that Tom wrote so many songs about different parts of Canada and pretty much name checked everywhere he went. And then you've got the stories about the people that said, oh, yeah, you know, Tom slept on our couch back in the early days and, and you know, for a while and everything else. I have a friend who, you know, talks about the, the years that they spent with Tom, you know, way back when he was, you know, first starting out. It, it almost seems like homecoming every time that you go play a show, isn't it? Yeah, he was one of the more accessible stars in the country. You go to a, I'm trying to think, maybe a Gino Vanelli show. So there was, it was announced on Facebook the other day, photographs were not allowed. Photographs were not allowed in 2000. Are you kidding me? Like Tom, like just the opposite. Like he's out there hamming it up, getting people to come to the front of the stage. And sometimes he would, uh, he'd say, okay, hold your camera. And he's going to count to three. And when they clicked, he would pretend that he's throwing up. Like that's his brand of humor. So no, he was very accessible. And I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, he always had to carry uh, these two bur- big burly guys would stand on each side of the stage when we played Lulu's in uh, Kitchener because everybody wanted to be on stage with Tom because they were he was their buddy. They were buddies. I would have people coming up at the uh, when I was on the, the first tour in 1990, the comeback tour. He'd been away for so long. The, the attention, they were desperate for to, to get to him. You know, the fans wanted to kiss him. The, uh, the, the uh, newspaper wanted to uh, interview him. But, you know, I'd stand at the uh, at the arena door and there'd be people banging on the door saying, Tom's going to want to talk to me. <laughs> God, he was over at my house there back in 1965. We spent three or four days getting drunk together. He's going to want to talk to me. And I go back and ask Tom. He says, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> so, but, you know, people have a, a long memory and uh, and he he was very accessible. And I think the fact that everybody has a Stumpin' Tom story. Yeah. And uh, obviously you have lots. You've just written a book. And the show is about the songs and stories, right? You tell some of the stories of times on the road and that sort of thing during the show. I do. And I also have, I'm so grateful I did this, but in 1993, I recorded maybe four shows. And so I've got little tidbits of Tom, outrageous things that he would say off the stage. And so I, I air some of those 
I have a license with Tom's record label and the family to do this show, and they've given me permission to to use some of these audio clips throughout the show. And uh, you can see you can see the look in their eyes. The audience go, "What's going on here? Is Tom here?" And they look up in the rafters to see if he's here. So, yeah, uh, intersperse all of that with the odd crazy story, and it's quite an intimate evening. And you also have special guests. I know you're just about to head up into Northern Ontario for some shows. I think you have what Russell DeCal from Prairie Oyster, the Good Brothers, and Cindy Church appearing on some of those. Correct. It's uh, it, it harkens back to the old days. Tom told me a story on a number of occasions. It, it was I knew he liked the story because he told it to me on at least two or three occasions, and it was the story of him and Hank Snow and Wolf Carter going on one of these country caravans, and they would get in a bus and they'd go from town to town. And uh, uh, Hank and uh, Wolf were kind of in their senior years at that time, and Tom was 36 and in his prime. Full of piss and vinegar, Tom was at the best of times, and so he kind of showed them up at the show, and uh, and he pissed off Hank Snow. Like Hank did not like to be showed up at all, and Tom just thought this was the best thing. It just made him so happy. So we're kind of taking that idea. Only we've got rather than Wolf and Hank, we've got Russ and uh, and the Good Brothers and Cindy, and the four acts are going to go out, and they're going to sing some Tom songs, and they're going to sing their own hits. And we're going to just, you know, have a good old stomp and tom time. You know, I'm thinking it's really a celebration of Canadian music. It's, you know, yeah, the focus is Tom, but the variety of material that we're going to be performing and the fun that we're going to, the humor is going to be Canadian. The songs are going to be the Canadian. The stories are going to be Canadian. It's just going to be a good old Canadian kitchen party. Well, it's funny because I, I saw a great little video that you did with Russell DeCal. Uh, you know, in preparation for these dates. And uh, he's looking forward to singing Gumboot Cloggeroo. And, and you really got, you know, how much he loved the idea of getting out on the road with you guys and, and getting to do a little bit of his Stomp and Tom, which was great. He's a well, wonderful it, performer. Ah, fantastic. Let me tell you another, just a short story. Uh, so uh, he was looking for a second Tom song to sing. And... Uh, I'd send him one, a couple of ideas, and he said, oh, I guess I can sing that. And then I guess he was trolling the internet, and he found one called Singing Away the, Bl the Blues. And it's kind of, it's not one of Tom's most famous songs, but so at rehearsal a couple of, you know, a little while ago, we were getting together, and Russell starts singing this. Man, the band, everybody just came alive. This, this is, I mean, he loves Gumboot, and he plays a great version of Gumboot, but wait till the, wait till the fans hear him sing, singing away the blues. It's gonna. In fact, my guess is Russell's gonna be singing that song at his at his solo shows from now on. That's how that's how uh, contagious the melody is. And the and the Good Brothers are gonna sing uh, Don Valley Jail, and Cindy's gonna sing um, Confederation Bridge, a very patriotic song. You get I get goosebumps when I hear her sing that song. And another song that people don't know too much. It's kind of an environmental song. You wouldn't think of Tom writing a an environmental song, but it's called Songbird Valley. And when Cindy sings it, it's just uh, hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, well, certainly it's uh, it's great to, to hear not just how you're keeping the, the songs alive, but allowing them to develop and, and you know, you know get new life. I'm curious about the audience. I mean, obviously, I imagine that uh, a lot of the people that go to the shows are, are people that grew up with Tom, you know, longtime fans. What about young people? Are young people connecting with Tom's legacy as well? 
it's taking time. Um, the record label, Tom's record label, they bought the catalog from the family a couple of years ago, and their mandate is to take the songs and the image, you know, this hard-nosed cowboy hat image, and bring it to the younger generation. So we're starting to see signs that they're embracing. And, and but, you know, in the old days, I could call the CBC and say, I've, I've got this show and I'm going to be on all of the shows. Now I call in the kids that are producing these shows. They don't even know who he is. So um, I'm, I'm really hoping that Olay can do, I, I know they're doing it. I mean, you hear already, you hear a song, Petro Canada is using one of his songs in one of their ads during the hockey game. And, these are the kinds of things that will bring in the younger generation. So right now it's predominantly the old fans, but over time we're seeing a, an increased number of younger fans as well. Well, looking at the way that everything is put together, I, I have to say I love the book. I love the way that you present the shows to the public. I think that's that's very, very cool. If people want to learn more about Whiskey Jack, go to whiskeyjackmusic.com. You can check out the videos. You can learn about the book. You can see about all the shows that are coming up and the special guests. And I really want to applaud you for that because I think that quite clearly you are you're really doing a great job at keeping Tom's legacy alive and developing it. And I think that's very cool. Very it's cool. a labor of love, Jan. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. I'd like to finish with the Douglas John Cameron song, which is Stories and Songs. It's a beautiful way to wrap things up, reflecting on, you know, the fact that Tom is no longer with us, but the music lives on. We end the show with this, and there have been times halfway through the song where the audience is applauding. It's a very, it's a very melancholy kind of song, as the audience will find out. But after a show and after a, an evening of celebration, and we play this song, the timing is perfect, and uh, people go home with a tear in their eye, Jan. And a standing ovation as well for a great show. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Duncan Fremlin from Whiskey Jack has been our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. This is Whiskey Jack with stories and songs from their wonderful new album, Rhymes and Good Times with Stump and Tom. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And definitely check out that show if you get the chance. Thanks again, Duncan. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, they still talk about them in the towns where we play. Timmins and Wawa, the Sioux in North Bay The songs, the stories, the cases of beer You'd almost think that he's standing right here But he's gone, he's gone The stage is empty, the curtain is drawn But we carry him in the stories and songs Oh, but is still rolling down that New Brunswick line Margo and the cargo were doing just fine Those from Alberta and Red River Jane Stuck on the corner of Portage in Maine And if you're in Sudbury on a Saturday night 
You might say something stupid and get in a fight Or up on the Matawah with Mufferajo In some old lonesome hotel where nobody goes He's gone, he's gone Like dust on the prairie, the darkness at dawn the stage is empty, the curtain is drawn But we carry him with us, we carry him on Through all of the years as they pass oh, Come on now, raise up your glass To his stories and songs Oh yes, he's gone 